What's up, BBB family? It's your girl, Ebony Real. And yes, it's the real Ebony here with my co-host. It's your girl, Millie J. I hope y'all got y'all venties ready. Make sure y'all got them venties full because we finna pour it out. Here at Venti's Venting and Vibing, we aspire to provide a non-judgmental and safe platform for all. Our platform is designed to rebuild communities all over the world. Where each community will come together to blend into one big village. We would love for y'all to join the VVV family. So follow on all platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Millie J in the building. She made it, y'all. I'm here somewhere. Hey. Hey. I was over here messing around and I'm not prepared. <laughs> so Ebony Real, what's in your venti? Millie J, I got some wine. Um, I believe it's rose. Millie J, what's in your venti? I left the wine in the refrigerator tonight. Um, I had too much the weekend. So I got some Pepsi in my venti tonight. You and your Pepsi. <laughs> keep it real. I was going to have like some hot chocolate, but then I didn't have enough time to make it. So easy pour. Pepsi it is. So what's going on? How was your holiday? It was actually really good. Nice and relaxing. I went Black Friday shopping for the first time. Listen. How was that experience? Ooh. We got um, up at four o'clock in the morning. Other than that, it was okay. It wasn't, I guess Black Friday is not what it used to be back in the day. Like back in the day, it used to be like, I guess, lines and fighting and like we were right in, didn't have any issues, like nothing. So we got our Christmas um shopping started early. Yay. Nice. The first time. So yeah, it was good. Um, We definitely ate a lot. Had some deep fried turkey. Oh, that sounds oh so my God. good. Mm-hmm. How was your holiday? That sounds so amazing. It was good. It was good. A lot of um time spent with the kids and the family. So it was good overall. Nice. Nothing crazy. I didn't go uh, Black Friday shopping. I did not. Um, I think I went last year. And I just found that the week after I went shopping again, and the same dudes was kind of still there. So I was just like, Yeah. I'm not doing I got, this. I got something that is not there. So it, it worked out for me, but I didn't see much of a deal anyway. It was kind of like, mm, I think I've got two things where I can say, like, I really got a deal on it. But other than that, yeah, it's like, I like Cyber Monday. Do you do Cyber Monday? Yeah missed it yeah i like cyber monday sales those are good i like to do that but anyway let's get so we left off talking about mental health Mm -hmm. i had a big because we're about to get into the conversation of well a little bit of anxiety depression ptsd 
and what else was it? Uh, suicide awareness. Oh, suicide awareness. There we go. And I said postpartum depression, right? Yeah. Or I think I did. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. Anyway. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about today. Today. And hmm, I, I I've been experiencing a lot of anxiety lately. And not all anxiety comes from like a bad place. Like, has that happened to you before? Yeah. Or like, is good stuff going on and it's, you just can't, yeah, like, you just can't sit still, you can't sleep, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's real. Them thoughts be on a thousand. For real, like, I just be, so I've been having that lately, like, where I just have not been able to, like, sleep more than four or five hours of the night. And I'm up, like, I go to bed late and I'm up really early. And it's just very weird because it's all out of, like, excitement. Mm -hmm. Like, for what's to come and, like, the readiness. And it's so weird because I've always experienced anxiety in a bad way. Right. Like, I, I can't find a good example right now of a bad way. But, like, when I'm driving... Perfect example. When I am driving, I get the worst anxiety in the world where I have to like pull over at a truck stop, get out of the car, get some fresh air, get back in the car, sit there for a few minutes, and then drive off. Wow. So that that, that I have experienced where like I literally cannot be in the car. Like if I'm driving, if someone else is driving, well, no, I'm lying. If my husband is driving, sometimes I can feel that way because he's a very maniac driver. But he's like a good, I can't even call him a maniac driver. He's, he's like a, he's never, in the 15 years we've been together, never not once have we gotten in a car accident because of him. It's been because of me. Oh, God. So he's, he, he's the type of driver that has me on the edge because he does too much. But... Me, myself, driving, like, I literally feel like I'm about to, like, suffocate taking that drive. a bad experience, like an accident or something, or? I don't know. No, no, like, I've had accidents, but, like, none were, like, I've been, like, injured very, very badly. So, mm -hmm. it's weird. Yeah. So is. I've had them. And I think, and it was like in the beginning when I learned how, like I was learning how to drive. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, my first car accident was because I was put behind a wheel and didn't even know how to drive. Oh my Lord. Like I had went around a block or so with my cousins and then my cousin told my, my now husband, who's then my boyfriend, that <laughs> I knew how to drive. Like, oh, oh she got God. it, she got it, she got it. So the next day he had to get surgery and he couldn't drive. And he was like, you got to get us there. And I was telling him, I can't go around. Like, I can't get around that truck. <laughs> I know I can't get around the truck. <laughs> yeah. That man said, listen, she turned that four door into a coupe. 
Oh my God. He was like, and she nearly took my whole head off. Like if I didn't like go down, like my whole head would be off. Like my first instinct was like, grab her and go down. And he was talking like, break, break, break. But when someone's yelling at you and you're a first time driver, like ever, like really out there, you know, on the road, it, it was just break to me was speed up oh my god no 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 wrong answer (laughs) it was so bad y'all it was so Mm -hmm. bad and anyway so anyway so I've experienced that being said tell us what anxiety looks like to you so I start to feel like I can't breathe and wherever I'm at I feel like I, I have to get out I have to get out. I have to find my way out outdoors to like nature, like outdoors. It can't just be from one room to another room. Like I can't just say, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm in my bedroom. Like I have to physically go outside and get the air. When I, when I have that bad anxiety where I'm like, I can't breathe. So that's when you and then I get very, yeah. And that's I get very, very shaky. Yeah. Right. And jittery. I get very jittery and like shaky and it's, it gets really, really bad. It, it can get really, like if I don't manage it well, it could get very bad, very, very bad. Like it just gives me anxiety just even talking about anxiety. <laughs> bringing it up. So anxiety for me, um, I actually took notes y'all, well made notes this time. Um, So I'm looking at my notes. I feel extra prepared and this was like last minute just so y'all know but anyway let me go back to my notes um anxiety looks like for me all right go ahead smarty pants um so racing thoughts like my thoughts be all over the place um I have like they so all over the place like I'll start with one path and then I'll end up in another path and just be all over. Um, mm-hmm. random, like my heart rate just start going crazy, just randomly. It like it'll be like a spurt and then it'll calm down. Mm-hmm. And that's when like it I don't know if that, if my thoughts is triggering that reaction, but um and then oh, increased worrying. Oh my God. When I say anxiety is up, I worry a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I have a lot of fear when my anxiety is up. Um, and that that can go for good or bad. Because when you have, like you said, something exciting going on, it's the fear of, you know, mm-hmm. the unknown. What's gonna ha- Are we really going to get there? You know, is this really going to happen? And then you have the fear of, you know failure and you know stuff like that so um that's kind of like just a couple of things that I experienced when I started having anxiety and I gotta tell you like I really feel like anxiety or like even just talking to like my friends my family my circle like my people like I feel like age as I've gotten older my anxiety has gotten so bad like Right, right. I agree. I don't know what it is. I thought it was just me. I really honestly thought it was just me. I feel like 
uh-uh. if you like I make progress and then you go backwards. Like every time you feel like you have it under control, something just triggers it and it comes out. Like I really don't know if it's because like we're more self aware, self aware of what's going on mm-hmm. with ourselves and um, more in like emotionally intelligent. I don't know if it's the fact that like we're more knowledgeable we were able to take more accountability. Like, I don't know what it is, but like getting older has definitely. I think it's definitely have to do with like becoming more self-aware because things that I didn't worry about when I was like 20, like you worry about them now, you know? So definitely because you're like, and then you look at your, so my kid is 18. So I look at him and I'm like, boy, you know, and it, it's kind of like what our parents went through with us because you want to, you know, you just want to see the people that you love not do the things that you do, you know, and it's hard because it just, it just comes, it just comes about, it just, it's Why a cycle. We all go through it. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually put that in my notes that um, like becoming a parent increases anxiety. And I think like the more kids that you have and then your age, you're getting older. So you already have like all these different elements increasing your anxiety, but then you're having more kids on top of that. Right. So you're mm-hmm. repeating the same cycle. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we do it to ourselves every couple years. I agree. I agree. Totally. Over and over. Like this time around, I feel like every so, you know, from it's crazy because I actually wrote it on my paper. And it's like every year that I had a child, I went through the same things. Mm-hmm. But I guess I didn't really make enough time or was self-aware enough to like realize it in that moment. So time goes on. And then now it's like I'm older and I'm like, oh shit, like this is a repeating cycle. We've been here before. It's like deja vu. We've been here before, but it's worse now. Why? Right. <laughs> Why? Because I'm doing all the right things. You know, I, you get up earlier than you have to, you take time out for yourself. Like I'm doing all the right things you feel like. And then you still live with that anxiety, that worry all the time. So I feel like, yeah, becoming a parent definitely has a lot to do with it. And then you didn't share those emotions when you were a younger parent. So now that you're an older parent, you're like channeling all that in. Right. And you realize, holy crap, we've been here before. <laughs> we just didn't know. <laughs> we just didn't know. And then I think like every time we become parents again, like every time we have another child, we're at a different stage of our life, right? So it's like what we're able to do for the second one, we probably wasn't able to do for the first one. What we're able to do for the third one, we probably wasn't able to do for the second or the first one. So, you know, like it's, it's like you're always at different stages in your life when you're adding children into the mix and then you're dealing with the 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 stuff, the cycles that you go through with the kids. 
Um, so I had listed um a couple of things as far as like um mom guilt. Mom guilt definitely mm-hmm. plays on the anxiety of being a mom. Like you're constantly like, oh my God, did I do this? Did I send this? When they're sick and they're, you know, taking multiple medicines around the clock and you like, oh my God, did I get them this dose? Did I like trying to keep it all together? Um, the desire to mm-hmm. succeed in motherhood, like motherhood is a tough hood. It so is. The desire to succeed in it is like <clears throat> having you. We're never going to be perfect no matter what we do. We're always going to, there's always going to be that gray area somewhere, whether we like it or not, because we're not perfect. And the, the 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 more you accept that, the more you can like kind of worry less about being such a phenomenal mother because you already won. But the fact is that we drill into our heads all the time, all the time. Like, no, I'm not a good mom. I'm not, I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing better. that right. Or I, I didn't do, do better. Or I did this for that kid, but didn't do it for this one. Or like I literally today asked my son, at what age did I get him his first cell phone? And was it his birthday or Christmas? <laughs> because I need to know because your your brother is getting older, and I need to know because I I want to make sure that I'm fair. <laughs> but come on, we're we're human. We're not gonna remember these things, right? So. Right. But they will, they will remember it and they'll bring it up and they'll be like, oh, you was a shitty parent because he got a phone at 15, but I got mine at 17. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I, I'd be like, oh, mom, you suck because you let him drive your car, but you ain't let me drive your car. Right. So I'm like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just all that together is crazy. Yeah, and I think like one of the things for me too is, like I'm really, really big on um trying to ensure that we make a path for our kids to have the opportunity to be successful. Because you know, we can we can do everything in our power um for our children. There's no manual, there's no really, you know, no instructions to this shit. So it's like we do the best that we can to make sure that our children make the right decisions and do the right things. But at the end of the day, everybody, everybody, you know, go down different paths. So I don't necessarily have a certain path for my kids that I want them to take. I just want to create opportunities and be able to put them in rooms that they normally wouldn't have been able to be in. You know what I mean? Like I want to create, those spaces for my kids to be able to be successful so sometimes I I, I be a little hard on myself because it's like I ain't got a lot of the motherfuckers Let's get <laughs> oh you know I felt that in my heart when you said that I got a lot of them little mom- a lot of them a whole lot of them a whole little gang of them get it together what you doing <laughs> It's hard keeping up with them, right? So it's crazy that you said that because, you know, you you have kids that, well, you have your daughter that's out of the house, right? Mm-hmm. And I have my son and I'm like, you know, he's home, but he will eventually 
leave the nest. Mm -hmm. That adds to my anxiety. Because once you decide that you want to move out, I am no longer like, I don't control him, but like, I'm not in control of certain things like curfew and things like that. Like he gets to go as he please once he moves out. When he decides for that. I'm into this big world that will eat you alive, okay? If you talk to the wrong person, if you move the wrong way, you get in the wrong car with the wrong person, like him as a boy, like to be a man, it's just so scary. It just, it's an anxiety level that I don't think is ever, like he told me he fell off his bike. <laughs> and I was like, but I'm glad it was a bike, not a car, not a motorcycle and just a bike. Mm-hmm. because right. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that, like, scare. Like, as a mother, we're never going to stop having anxiety. Like, and it's so crazy. Once you, you can, once you, you can, get here, you don't go back. It's kind of like full circle, right? When you, when you look at it, like you said, you have one that is close to leaving the nest. I have one mm-hmm. that is, you know, out there, but, uh, it's kind of like kind of crazy because you know think about it when we had them right and Mm -hmm. all the anxiety that we felt then um all the postpartum depression all the depression all the different emotions that you go through especially being a teen mom you know like and then now here we are today and we're having anxiety because of this and you know they're they're older and because they're growing up. <laughs> it's like it's like it's coming they full circle. They don't need us to a certain extent. Yeah, it does, and they don't need us to a certain extent, and that's so scary. It's scary to navigate this season of kind of letting your kids go. And I'm trying. I'm trying by starting with like, okay. I mean, my kid is 18 and still asks me, mom, can I walk to the corner store? Like, mm-hmm. literally, he don't just get up and walk out the door. Like, I used to just get up and go. Right. My kid don't do that. So I'm like, is this part of me that's like, oh, my God, the day he leaves, I don't know. Jared was like, you're going to be the the mom, like, go just drop off groceries and stuff because you want to make sure that the kid is eating. <laughs> and he's a girl. <laughs> When he come over, you're going to be packing his Walmart bag. Huh? Here you go. Take this. Take this. Take Make this. Sure. Where your girlfriend at? Bring her over so I can teach her how to cook if she don't know how to cook. My boy got to eat. Uh-huh. Even though he's self-sufficient, he knows how to cook for himself. But yeah. it's still the, I don't know. It's just scary, y'all. It's scary. So with that being said, the whole postpartum depression thing that you were talking about, I never realized that I experienced that four times. Until I got to the fourth time. Wow. Like, until 2020, I didn't realize that I had gone through postpartum depression before. And well, it was just like, like realize I wonder if it ever even went away. This is, is there, like, an expiration after you have a kid where, like, postpartum depression dies down, goes away? Like, is there? Because I don't know. Your hormones start to level back out. Okay, because I'm like, I don't know if I ever, like, I think I was just so busy trying to, like, 
get my, like do everything that I just I didn't wit- I didn't witness that. My bad, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> retarded. You come here looking for a baby. No, she's not in here. She's out there with job. Looking for a whole child. <laughs> right. So where I was at, because I got rudely interrupted. Girl, don't ask me. <laughs> so so yes, I never realized that I had gone through that until finally actually going through it. What was it like realizing it? Like when you finally realized what it was? I had a whole mental breakdown. Like it was a whole mental. I told my husband, like, I'm literally like screaming in my husband's face. Like I am going through postpartum depression, like screaming it out because I I literally went through like a whole. And that's when I was like, I've been here before, but I've been here before and I handled it internally. Mm-hmm. Like where I didn't flip out on anybody. I didn't. But this time around, like, it was also COVID. Mm. COVID. It was around COVID time. I couldn't go nowhere. I didn't have no, like, it was no grandmas, mother-in-laws, nothing helping because they didn't want to get the baby sick. And they all work healthcare. So it was the most, like, trying time ever for me. Like, the most trying. Because I just didn't know... I didn't know what I was going through. Like, all them hor- like I really didn't know what was going on. I thought I was going crazy in the head for a minute. Like, I really thought I was going crazy and I couldn't handle life. And I was like, what the heck is going on? But postpartum depression, it's real, y'all. It's very real. And if you would have told me this when I was 15, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. Like, it ain't going to be me. It ain't me. And a lot of people still till this day that are my age still don't come to terms with it. And and a lot of them are either haven't had kids or it's it's a male. Because if you're a woman, then you know. You know that your your body is like your you, your mental, your body, everything about you just feels so different. Mm-hmm. And it just Some puts people- you in such a place. Huh? Yeah, some people just can't pinpoint like exactly what it is. Sorry, I just got a text message. <laughs> it's been a night of interruption. But it's okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's been a night of No, it's okay. But um yeah, I mean that's all I got on postpartum depression. I just know that it's really tough. If you have like family, friends. Oh, go ahead. And I don't know if this is too much. So if it is, we could just edit this out. Do you remember when you were going through the postpartum depression with Amir? Do you remember me talking to you about it? I mean, yeah, but in that time, I didn't take it. I didn't feel like I was going through postpartum depression and yeah, I don't that. think you you wasn't taking like you wasn't aware of it it wasn't like you wasn't it's not like it you wasn't ever talked to me about so okay. I, it didn't, even when it was t- you was talking it was to me like about denial it. in a way yeah it, it was, was like, like denial and it was more so like denial and then kind of just being a, a spoiled teenage brat at the same time because I wanted shit my way 
I wanted shit my way. Shit had to go my way. And when shit wasn't going my way, I thought I was having a tantrum. That's what it was. Like, I really thought I was, like, throwing little fits at that age. But really, it was, I had a kid, and I was going through postpartum depression. But I also wasn't trying to hear what anyone else was saying, because to me, it felt like what I had been doing all my life, which was having tantrums to get shit my way. And that's, I mean, it sounds crazy to say it like that, and very spoiledish. I get what you But it's, it's true. It's true, like, I'm going to throw this fucking tantrum and I'm going to get this my way. And that's how it was when I had a mirror and I wasn't getting things my way. A lot of things was just yeah, not going it was, it was no longer about you. Mm-hmm. A lot of things was being ripped like, oh, you can't go to school. You got to do this. What? Like, you just like, just a lot of ripping. A lot of ripping and taking. And it was like, just that whole adjustment. So I thought I was just like throwing a tantrum. So I don't think that in that moment when you were talking to me about it, I don't think that, like you said, I was in denial. I was in denial. And I remember that that day too, because I think I ran off the house or something. It was wild. It was a wild. I had a very like wild episode. Yeah. I can remember that. I remember, um, I think you was like the first person that I really experienced it with, like where I really knew what it was. Um, Because, you know, I already... Remember, I went to Paula McCabe, so they taught us about all of that stuff. So I already had went through all those classes. I had Shay. I didn't experience postpartum depression with Shay. Um, so when you was experiencing it, when you was experiencing it, I didn't. That's when it was just like, oh, wow. Like, I'm seeing it like firsthand. This is what. I learned about a couple of years ago, you know, so, and then I actually experienced it with other people and I got to say, it looks different in everybody. Mm. Everybody displayed different, um, like some was like borderline, like, could it be postpartum or could it just be, you know, an adjustment, you know, trying to adjust to motherhood but some was like oh okay yeah definitely definitely I feel like I really was like I feel like I really was bad because I feel like I was one in denial and two it it wasn't that just one time it was reoccurring Mm -hmm. reoccurring episodes where like I would like literally run out so I definitely and that was my mechanism too was like My mechanism is always to confront things, like just address it. So instead of letting time like die down and things cool off when I'm go- when I was going through something in that moment, I wanted to get ahead of it and just jump to it and not being able to do that because you you know I have a kid. And at that time I was having like the issues that I was having was a lot of family, mm-hmm. a lot of family issues because a lot of people were like trying to say what could and could not be done when it came to a mirror. And that's where all that, I was like, just blowing up. Like, all of y'all, like, this is my kid. Yeah, you was dealing, you was dealing with a, a lot. Because you're, yeah, you're battling people taking you serious as a mom. You know? Right. 
you're a teenage mom, people feel like they can tell you what to do with your baby because they feel like they know better. And in fact, they do because, you know, we, we are new moms. We are still kids ourselves and we're still learning. But you have some of us mm-hmm. that we take pride in becoming a mom regardless of what age we're becoming a mom. We take pride in that. So yeah, it's like, no, you're not going to tell me. Like I made it very clear, very clear to my mom. She made me sleep in her room the first night I came home from the hospital with Shay. She's like, I don't care what you say. You sleeping in my room. I won't wake up. I won't touch the baby. I won't do nothing. Because I told her, I was like, you're not getting up. You're not changing no diaper. You're not doing nothing. And I breastfed Shay. But still, like, you're not helping me unless I say I need help. If I don't say I need help, I want you to continue to sleep. And so we agree. And I, I did real good. Shay did good. My mama did good. <laughs> like, but it would be some nice mama be busting in my room. She hear the baby crying, oh. busting in my room. I'm like, what you busting in my room for? I got this. We good. Right. <laughs> you just have that sense of like, uh, no. See, I was, for me, it was a little bit harder because my mother had a baby. So my little brother was one, I believe. Oh, that's right. That's right. So my mom had a baby. And so it was harder for me. So I had to kind of handle that kind of on my own at night. Most nights it, it, it will fall on just me. And I didn't really care. Like it didn't bother me. I, I love that boy. Like that's my baby. Like it, I love that boy so much. Like it literally, he brought me so much, so much life to my life that like, it didn't bother me, even though I was going through a lot and I would cry most nights and I would be like so emotional and stuff. Like it literally didn't bother me that she wouldn't like, there were nights where like, if he was crying nonstop, obviously she's gonna peep in and see what's going on and stuff. But also I was a very rebellious child in that moment. A lot of things between, you know, certain ages, like, had going on so I was very rebellious so there was like no talking to me mm-hmm. there was nobody that could say a damn thing to me because I was not look mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> literally could not say nothing to me because I would not I was not taking it in I would not like my growth like I'm so proud of myself because listen listen proud of you too I literally would not listen to nothing. Thank you, sis. But I literally would not listen to anything. And in that moment, I was just like, I got this. And and I love the fact that I was able to experience all of that with just with just a mirror. Because everybody every child after that, it was already have a child, then you got a, another child. So it's like you gotta kind of split that love. And and how do you, when you're a first time mom and then you go to become a second time mom, it's so many emotions that come with that too. Especially because they were both like boys, two boys back to back. So I was like, oh, well, not really back to back. They were like three years apart. But it was like, you know, it's that same mom son love. So yeah. I didn't want me to feel any kind of way. But then when my daughter came about, it, it, so every, every, it's crazy. Like I say, parenting does something to you where like you're gonna deal with anxiety for the rest of your life you're never not gonna be worried like you're gonna worry forever 
There's never a day that you're not going to worry. My mama worry about me now. <laughs> and I'm going to say it again. You got to give yourself grace. You got to give yourself grace because it even Absolutely. works in this situation of when you have having anxiety, when you're having um, mom guilt, postpartum depression, depression, mm -hmm. um, anything, anything. You have to give yourself grace and you have to give myself grace every time, y'all. That yeah. I come on here on this podcast because it's it's very nerve wracking someday. Someday <laughs> you still be nervous. Every time, yeah, depending on the topic, it, it still get a little nerve wracking. I'm like, oh, yeah, that today because we thinking back, you reliving certain things, like you bringing it back. And you're like, oh, wait, I've been there before, mm -hmm. and it's just like talking about it. It's just like wow but then you get to also be proud of yourself because you see from that age to that age and every time that I feel like I haven't done enough I have to like go back down to point a 15 years old to now just and I always say 15 years old because that's when life adulthood started for me right so I always go back there and then now we made some progress don't be too hard on yourself <laughs> serious, <laughs> you know, serious. and I gotta say too like I was um I was listening to the last episode of Vinci's Benton and Vibin on my way to get Todd from the airport right uh -huh. and I'm, listening, I'm listening and I'm like yo Millie J be dropping some gems like she really <laughs> dropping them gems I'm like I'm wait Look, I was like, hold on, I gotta make sure I let sis know on camera. Sis, you be dropping them gems. <laughs> <laughs> I swear y'all should have been like some therapists or something. I don't know why I ain't going to that fit. I was like, period. Because I can't handle my own mental to deal with anybody else's mental. Like, nah. <laughs> Listen, nah, but a lot of a lot of the things that you say, it, it's like it you 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 were meant to be on a podcast like you were meant for people to hear you because even like I don't know if you listen back to yourself and if you it's cringy listen listen back to yourself right listen back to yourself and listen how you talk to people like how you're talking to VVV family like it's dope it's dope Okay, I'm gonna listen back. I get so I I don't like nobody to listen to it around me. I get so like <laughs> I get so shy and just cringy and just like oh my god, like there's really people out there. I try to block it out my head that there's like people out there listening to us. Like some days, like I literally try to block it out my head because I will get anxiety to the point where it's just like I'll keep looking at my phone and I'll keep and I and I don't want to. Right. I have to keep doing it. so. Nah, it's nah. I want you. To, I want you to kick your feet up, listen back to it, and just relax and listen to it. And I promise you, like, you ain't got nothing to have no anxiety about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you good, sis? All right. And so more, I'm, more gonna take, I'm gonna take your word for it because. What's up, VVV family? Y'all already know we dropped our first promo video paid promo video let me add that so make sure y'all go check it out on ebony real tiktok make sure y'all like comment share and engage with the video we are back so we're gonna get right into it and let's talk about we talked about anxiety mm -hmm. 
talked about um a little bit about postpartum depression. I don't think we got into PTSD. Mm -mm. I don't think we really got into depression, but anxiety and depression kind of coexist with each other. Like nine times out of 10, if you're going through anxiety, you're there's definitely some, could be some depression going on there as well. Mm -hmm. Depression is constantly feeling sad or like constantly feeling like you don't have the energy to do stuff. Like you don't want to get up. Which also, you know, goes hand in hand with having anxiety because anxiety can be social. It could be, you know. So moving on forward from anxiety, depression, and postpartum depression, let's talk about post-traumatic disorders because that is definitely mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of and I shouldn't even have to think about it because it. So one of the things I feel like I've always dealt with PTSD from is, um, you know, when I was a child and I was being, you know, sexually molested. Like that was one of the things that it will never go away. Mm-hmm. PTSD from now will never, ever, ever go away. It follows me. Every day of my life, it follows me. I'm constantly worried about how my daughters are dressing, what they're, and it's so crazy because from you, we want our daughters to be so self-confident and things like that, but you also want to make sure that, you know, no one touches your kid or looks at your kid in a very inappropriate way. And that all comes from, naturally, that's just how us women are. Let's just put that out there. But if you've been through something, that can, like having a daughter, having kids, period, it can trigger all that right. to come back. It heightens it. Yeah, and, it, and it's like life lifelong because then you worry about your grandkids like later on when you have grandkids then you worry about somebody doing something to them so post-traumatic uh post-traumatic <laughs> stress disorder i'm sorry that i'm at y'all but i just um messed that whole word up <laughs> um it's something that it comes from a traumatic experience from just multiple and I've had many traumatic experiences but that's one that really like outweighs many of them mm -hmm. many of them yeah so I, have I definitely can relate to that um and I can say and agree with that as well like that one like the trauma from that definitely like scars you in a different way and I mm -hmm. I specifically put this in my notes because one of the things that was my trigger for my PTSD was smell. Like, I remember I was in elementary school mm. and we had like one of these, um, he was like an uh, assistant, but he had like special needs, but he had on a cologne one day and 
I remember smelling it and then I was like had like a flashback and I was just Mm. like it was just a crazy you know experience to experience that in elementary school in in class you know and Mm. had to act normal like I didn't just get triggered and I remember like I knew and at that moment, like I knew that was one of my triggers because that wasn't the first time that I had a trigger from a smell. Like smells, like when I tell you, if it, I was so sensitive to smells that smells were like, if it hurt my stomach, I knew it was coming from a bad place. If that makes sense, like, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm talking about like colognes and stuff. I'm not talking about like just any smell, but like colognes. Like whatever that person used to have on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when it gives me that feeling, it'd be like, mm. Yeah. And for for me, it's still kind of like it's still triggering to me because there's certain people that are still um associated with that person in ways that they can't disassociate with them because that family is family, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and it's crazy to me because whenever you have to hear that name or you have to like be around someone that's associated with that, it kind of like, it brings you back there and you don't want to go through that. And I, I now put myself in a place where like, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I remove myself from the situation. Like, if I don't feel comfortable, I'm out deuces. Like, I don't have to be around this. Um, everyone knows by now. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, why keep triggering me? Or, or why even put myself, like, like now as an adult, I have full control. I have control of where I'm at, who I'm around, who I speak to me so I'm gonna control this situation and I'm not gonna come around any of these people and if someone's on the phone with me and they're having this conversation and you say a name that I don't want to hear or that associates with a name that I don't want to hear I will respectfully no I don't want to hear that like I don't want to talk about that and you should know why like there's no questioning why but that all boils down to it's triggering me it, it triggers you in a way. And that's all, you know, PTSD, you know, it brings you back. And I know many people that have dealt with PTSD, like um, my husband's been shot before and he's a, he's a video gamer. So like a lot of the pow, 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 like it don't really face him. And we've always lived in a hood, but I can remember this one day, it was like a big loud pop. And it like triggered him in a way. He was like, sad. Mm. And I was like, that was the first time I ever, ever like saw him do that. And I was like, what the, you know? But mm-hmm. I realized I didn't have to ask. So that's my thing. Like, I didn't even have to ask. I already knew what it was. Right. So for people to make me feel like, do you even have to ask me? Am I uncomfortable? That shouldn't even be a question. Mm-hmm. If you know the situation, that shouldn't even be a question. Right. So that's a trigger all in itself. 
Yeah, it is. It's a it's a trigger. Like there's so many things that could trigger you to just like go off, mm -hmm. you know, go off. And I refrain from going off on a lot of people these days. I am very much <laughs> in my <laughs> humbling season where I'm just like keep it cute, quiet, you know. But mm -hmm. don't come poking the bear now. <laughs> Right, right. PTSD. And it's so much more that I've been through there is just like if you really think about it, like past relationships and everything else, domestic violence is definitely a trigger. Even even as a child growing up, not knowing that it was happening, but knowing that it was happening. Does that make sense? Like you you have proof, but you ain't got enough proof to know. Right. And then you being told it's not. So it's like, mm -hmm. at this point, what do what do you do with that? You know, and it is so it's so many tricks. I I understand why when people are fighting outside, when there's a man and a woman fighting outside, people don't get involved. But I also understand the people that do get involved, mm. like they coming from a place where they've been there before. Right. So they they coming on strong, and then there's people that have been through it, and they just choose to just like, we just sit in this little corner, and I'm not gonna, you know, not gonna do nothing about it. I don't see nothing. I don't know nothing. It ain't my business, and that's cool until that, that's your daughter out there needing the help. Mm -hmm. You know, it's cool until it's, it, it hits home. Then it's not cool. So yeah, PTSD is a very, very real. And it it looks different for everybody. So just because you ain't never been robbed, shot. Also, my 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 son has been like he's had PTSD before. Like summertime come around, yeah, I start with child fireworks. Here he go. My you heard him shots. My you heard him shots. And he's never been shot, but he was robbed at gunpoint. Mm. by him being robbed at gunpoint it just heightened his level of awareness to a whole and in little old Stratford y'all it didn't happen in New Haven it happened in little old Stratford so that's why I say it no matter where you go even, it don't matter where you go you know it's just trying to you know we all gotta go through something in life that's traumatic to make us be more self-aware of our surroundings and the people that we surround ourselves with ultimately because again traumatic experience somebody caused that traumatic experience to happen mm -hmm. someone so it wasn't a thing it was a who you know and uh, how could they I don't know but Definitely. Like it could be domestic violence. It could be, um, it could be child abuse. Okay. It could be somebody had really bad parents and they, thankfully i never had that, but happened, but there's so many things that can literally lead you to PTSD where it's not just getting robbed or being shot, like a car accident, you know, these days being at a mall, and a shooting occurs, you know, so many things. Like, it's just so many things from the smallest to like the largest. 
And, and I don't know which that, Oh, sorry, sis. I mean to cut you off. One thing that I can say is if you experience a traumatic experience, like if you experience something traumatic, get on top of the issue. Mm -hmm. Like, don't let it fester. Don't let it get out of control. Like, get on top of it. Even if, even if you think like, oh, it's, you know, it's small. It, it wasn't nothing major. But then you're starting to show signs that it, it actually did affect you. Go see mm -hmm. Go get some counseling. Go work through it. And that way you can kind of get ahead of the PTSD before it become a disorder. Like, get ahead of it. Um, if you aren't aware that is PTSD then this is where like your circle come into play. Like if the people that's around you, they'll, you know, most times they'll start to notice a change mm -hmm. and they can probably bring it to you or educate you. But, you know, just at the end of the day, like definitely take care of your mental health. It's important. Very very important. And with that being said, um, let's jump right into it. So suicide awareness. Um, I want to just state that suicidal thoughts, I don't know, I don't, I feel like that is very common for people to have suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. I am not a doctor. I am not a anything certified anything to tell you this so do not listen to me when I say this but listen enough to go maybe research it correct me if I'm wrong but that's just how I feel I feel like you know everybody in this role has been through like some sort of something that made you feel like you don't want to be here no more like, I don't, like, your life can't be that great where you're, like, you never thought about, like, oh, my God, if I'm not here. Now, when it gets deep, when it gets very, very deep is when they reoccur. Like, if you had them one time in your life, you were able to maneuver and handle that. And it was just a thought that didn't, you know, you were able, strong enough, strong-willed, strong mentally to surpass that and not harm yourself but there are people that are not strong enough and to handle that and not like strong or, or maybe they've been strong all their life and they just feel like they just try to be strong that's mm -hmm. that's really what I want to say because I feel like we're all we all have some sort of strength you know it's just how drained the person is to get to that place where they feel like they don't want to be here anymore. Right. Where now the thoughts become an action, you know, and now they need even more help if they make it, if they don't make it. So I can honestly say that. <clears throat> and why I say this is because, um, First of all, nobody go calling CPS on anybody, DCF, whatever y'all want to call it. We is all good over here, okay? We Everybody's good. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. Everybody's good. Disclaimer. 
disclaimer and trigger warning also because we are talking about suicide here so trigger warning um you know being a parent at such a young age to now an adult parent and everything and you know i've it's been so many times where i've had those thoughts it's i'm not gonna sit here and lie it's been so many times like but difference is I know why I'm here. You know, mm -hmm. I stand. Do I ever go through with the thoughts? No. You know, how have I ever harmed myself as a teenager? Yeah, I did. I don't know if I did it for attention. I don't know if I was having a mental health breakdown. I don't know what that was, but it happened. But I was a teenager. As an adult, never, you know. Thoughts, absolutely, because you get to the point where you feel tired of being strong, where you're so tired. But instead of reacting and doing something to harm myself or anybody, I go back and I think about all the things that I have accomplished and where I'm at today versus where I was at a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Like every little bit of progress matters mm. and it may not be monetarily because that's where a lot of people also, they feel so drowned in, in finances that they just like, they ready. And no, life is not like money. Like, yeah, money gives us the comfortability to live this life. Right. But everything is not about money. So, but a lot of people, they, they, they lack resources they lack help they lack family they lack, lack love they lack attention they lack care people that care they lack all these things that lead them to make the most what other people would say insane thing to do oh it's just they're great oh my gosh she's so crazy she want to kill he's so crazy you want to kill are you kidding me like are you really kidding me right now like no they weren't so crazy they were so tired. It's called being tired. I've been tired to that point where you're just like, let it be, let it be. Like, why am I even here? Like, what's the even point, you know? But then you have to bring yourself back. If your strong will's enough or if you have people in your corner that love you and that stick by you, what keeps me here on my two feet every single day are my children. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if I give up, who 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 takes care of them? Who's gonna look out for them? So I always keep that in mind, and I always bring myself. I gr always ground myself. I bring myself back, and I stay grounded. I try to stay level headed. Every day is not going to be a great day. We all have to come to the realization that every day we're not gonna have a great day. But just because you're having two bad days out of the seven days of the week doesn't mean your life is over. Mm. Your life is not over. Now, with that being said, I have never actually lost somebody through suicide. Um, But I know you have. And I, I want you to share whatever you're comfortable with sharing on this topic. So, I mean, I openly talk about it. Um. So everybody know by now that my dad committed suicide when um, my mother was pregnant with me. 
I did not find out until I was about seven or eight years old. So suicide, mental health in that aspect has been a conversation in my life. Um, Initially, no, I didn't know what that meant. All I knew was he was the one who took himself off this earth. Like nobody else did it. That's what I understood as a kid. And then when, you know, initially, you know, I was angry. Initially, like once I understood that he did it to himself and he did it when she was pregnant, it was just like, oh, you know, was I not worth it? Like, was I not? a good enough reason for you to continue to live on this earth like was that whatever the reason is like was it really that serious that you had to take yourself away so you know and then I I went through the 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 feeling robbed of you know a lot of different things and then I remember having um I had a moment where and this and this is the part of a lot of people don't understand because a lot of people, when they hear my story, they they question like, how could this have affected you so bad when one, you was still in your mom's stomach and then two, you didn't really know him. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that'd be a lot of people question. And this right here, hopefully will answer that question because sometimes I don't know how to answer that, but I finally was able to kind of like put it in perspective now. But first, let me share some of the emotions I felt um, on top of being angry. You know, I felt abandoned. I felt unwanted. I felt very much misunderstood. Um, I felt robbed. So, you know, I had all these different emotions. This, you know, we're talking about a seven to eight year old kid. You know what I mean? Like dealing with all these different emotions on top of all the other things that are already occurring you know, in my life. And I had a, um, during my little angry phase that, you know, I had about my dad, I started to, I don't know, it was after, after my attempt. Um, and I say attempt because I didn't, go through with anything I actually I started to but I didn't go through with it but um I remember having that moment I wrote in my journal first I wrote a letter to my mother to let her know like why I did what I did um and then I started and then I had like thoughts of my siblings, my mom, and the situations that we were facing in the household. And I was like, I can't leave them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I had a, you know, can't do that. So I didn't go through with it. And I remember getting flooded with all of these things <clears throat> of like, trying to figure out why I was so angry at him, but I wanted to be with him so bad. Like, I don't know this man from a can of paint, but it's I, normal. Though. I have so these, I have so many feelings, you know what I mean? Like towards mm-hmm. the man 
but then I want to be with him. I, I like that was my thing. Like when I, when I feel like if I would have did what I did, I would have been with him. That's you know, okay, maybe I'm better off with you. So <clears throat> I started to. After that moment, I started to think, and I started to like. It became like a a, a desire, like how do he sound? Like, how do it feel to witness his goofiness? Like, to laugh at one of his jokes or for him to tuck me in at night, give me a kiss on the forehead, see him in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I started to focus on, like, those things that I wish I had that I felt like I was robbed from. And I developed this love for this man that Mm -hmm. is connected with my life. You know what I mean? Like, because I didn't develop, I was angry initially. And then I developed this love after this moment that I had in my life. And people don't realize how deep that connection goes. You know what I mean? Like, that connection. Yeah, I can totally... I feel like I could totally understand what you're saying. Not what you're feeling, but what you're saying. Right. Because um just like just like having an absent father, just not knowing that person and wanting that and then not knowing that person and still loving that person is crazy. Like that that is crazy. So I can just imagine for you what that because I obviously got a chance to meet. The, the guy right but you on the other hand you you were robbed from that so I can understand I, I don't understand why people even question you in that way mm-hmm. because I just feel like that's just a bond that should never be broken like mm-hmm. I just like a bond of a a, a mother and son mother daughter father daughter father son those are bonds that should never be broken and for to be broken in a way in a way I could kind of understand where people come from when they you know say those things or whatever but if if I don't break it down how I'm breaking it down now you Mm -hmm. won't understand it unless you've been through it you know what I mean? Like you. Right, right. For real, how I feel. Right. So I try to be, I try to be open, you know, <clears throat> especially because I spent so much of my life not being able to talk about it that I talk about it now, you know? Right. And one of the things that I wanted to mention um, after I developed this love for my dad, I wanted to understand why he did what he did in a way I wanted to give him some grace for making whatever decision that he felt like you know he obviously felt like he was making the best decision right or he wouldn't have did it he he just knowing the type of man that he was and what he did leading up to his suicide lets me know that he was calculated in certain ways and whatever reasoning he had 
to take him away from my mother and to take him away from me, like my brother, my family, like, you know, it had to be a reason for him. So I give him grace in that area. And then I started to educate myself on suicide and um, because I kind of wanted to understand, like I said, I want to understand where he, where he was mentally and um, what could bring somebody to that decision. Um, so I, I always took suicide very serious um, at a young age. And I also, you know, I experienced someone and I'm going to say allegedly because it's a whole story behind that, but I'm going to say allegedly committed suicide. And that's my god sister, um, Natasha. And we don't even say her name enough, honestly. Um, she's a death that I can sit here and say I have not dealt with. Um, she's she's been going for, for a little second. And I don't because the situation with my with my god sister is um, you know, she she was on drugs. And we don't, she don't live with us. You know, I don't helped her with her baby. Like we, I don't shit her, shit her bed, all of that with her, you know, like, and for every, like every time she had any suicide thoughts, she would hit me up. No lie. Mm. I remember, think about it. I was younger. You know what I mean? Like, my god sister yeah. is about four years older than me. Four years older than me. So I was younger. So yeah, I wasn't. Head on your shoulders, though. I'm so young. That's right. what it is. And it's like, I wasn't as educated as I am now, but she always, she would call me. She would call me and she would tell me, like, sis, ah, like, and I don't know. And I took her off the edge. And this uh this last time she actually got put into a mental institution and somebody checked her out and then she ended up in a river, in Quinnipiac River. And this person said mm-hmm. that she jumped in the river. Nobody really did no investigation about it. And now this is not a blood relative. This is my god sister. She not no blood relative. I'm in a whole nother state when I get the news. I kid you, no lie. They cremated her like days after they pulled her out the river. Wow. So it's like I say allegedly because I don't, she didn't hit me up. She ain't hit me up and she normally Weird. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I don't give a fuck how long it's been that we haven't spoke. I don't care how high she was. I don't care what it was. I don't care if she hadn't looked me up on social media. She always hit me up. Like, always. And so for that, (laughs) that's something that I just, you know, I have not dealt with that. But that is a suicide, allegedly a suicide that um I have experienced in adulthood 
And it definitely felt different because I actually knew and had a relationship memory. You know what I mean? Like connecting mm-hmm. with this person. Um, I never got closure. I didn't go. I don't even know if they did a fucking memorial for her. Because mm. who fucking knows? I know they cremated her. But then attend nothing. I didn't have any closure, no nothing. So that's like one of them, you know, one of them things that is like it's it's hard to deal with because it's so so much hard to put it in the back of your mind, but you still think about it. Yeah, but like it's so many unknowns. You got so many questions. When somebody takes their life, you got so many questions. Cause I was gonna say yeah, I was leave something like a letter or something to let their loved ones know why they did what they did you don't know and it's your perception yeah i was gonna say suicide is definitely something that i don't feel like anybody would truly understand like when a person commits suicide like i get educating yourself on suicide awareness but you're still not gonna get to the bottom knit of it all because it was that person's Mm -hmm. It was their person that they were going through it. Their inner develop, you develop like this complex of you. You take it so serious, and you don't ever want you don't ever want that you know to happen. No, so you you kind of just you you hone in on a lot of different vibes and signs. Like I said, I get vibrations all the time. Um, I have talked many people off the edge. I, you know, I, I'm a nurse, so I've dealt with it medically, career-wise. Um, I dealt with it outside of work, and it's it's definitely um, it's one of them things. It could be it could be the person that's smiling all the time, the person that's joking all the time. That's the saddest person. You know what I mean? Like you just never know. Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time, it is the happy person. It's a mask. Because behind all that happy, yeah, behind all that happy and jolly ollie, there's definitely a lot going on back there. Not everybody, but for most. Mm-hmm. And um, and I still feel like suicide is something that I, I really can't, I can't say that I understand it from the from any point of view because I I never had to deal with it like hitting home. I, I've dealt with just the thoughts, right? And I feel like I can't be the only one in this world that's had these thoughts, right? That's how I feel. So there's definitely, like I'm not the only one going through in life. I can't be the only one that has these thoughts too because I'm not the only one going through stuff in life. And you, you'd have to be a real... um because even the richest people go through a mental health breakdown to a mm-hmm. point where they want to take their life away, right? So, you know, it's just like, I just don't understand. I can never say I understand it to a point of, to the level of why you're not here no more. Mm-hmm. You, like, I can't ever understand the why. Right. Why you go into, and, your, um, go into your vent cap going into my vent cap yes so 
Going into my bank cap, with all this being said, I just want to let y'all know to love one another, to make sure that you're looking out for the people that you love and look for the little signs. Look for the smallest little details. And like I said before, a happy face isn't always a happy face. Mm-hmm. You know, a happy person isn't always a happy person. Sometimes that's just who they need to be in that moment right. to make others feel better. So with that being said, um, I want you to go into your van cap and then I'll let everybody know. Refill. Gotcha. So my vent cap for tonight is yeah, up over here. My vent cap for tonight is be the best version of yourself. Always. Know that you're not perfect. Know that you're going to make mistakes. You might not like who you are today, but tomorrow you can change that. So always put your best foot forward take care of your mental health make sure you keep that nice and healthy because it's important it's important y'all to make sure we keep having these conversations make sure y'all join the conversation um if you have any questions or if you have any advice or if you need advice you got any advice for us we'll take advice we're open to advice as well um definitely hit us up on any of the social media platforms we're on tiktok facebook instagram youtube venti's benton and vibin you can email us at venti's benton and vibin at gmail.com you can listen to us on spotify and apple Podcasts. There you go, sis. You hit them all. Can't chop for Ebony because she did not mess that up. Period. (laughs) So for the next episode, guys, we're going to talk about shadow work. Mm. So basically, you got to dig deep into that dark side of you. Those things you don't like. Mm -hmm. And that's your homework. That's your homework if you're listening. Dig deep. All the things that you don't like, it's called shadow working. And we will explain it all. If you do not know what it is, it will get explained on the next episode. And I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode and keep on coming for more. Um, Fill up that venti, baby. Yeah. Fill up y'all venti. Ready? Mine's is empty, literally. Mine's mine's almost empty. (laughs) Look. (laughs) Soda pop is gone. Your soft drink is gone. My soft drink is gone. But with that being said, guys, we love y'all. Thank you for listening faithfully. Um, Even if you don't get a chance to listen faithfully, but you still go back and listen and catch up. We love y'all. Spin the block for VVV, period. Y'all be spinning the block, right? (laughs) Can I get a read?